Hello, everyone. Welcome back again to another episode of the Third Syndicate podcast uh, presented by H&D Projects. Um, obviously, we are back again after a long break, uh, back in season two, and fresh identity, new branding, and also new uh, guests lined up. Um, today, I'm happy to welcome by my side, obviously, my co-host, Abu. And also, today, we got a special guest, um, uh, recently came across to his music and also I'm a big fan of his music. Um, to, today we got uh, Bayou, yeah. is that your name? Bayou, yeah. Bayou, yeah. So um, Bayou actually is um, an Egyptian artist based in, uh, in Dubai, between Dubai and America, yeah? Yeah, yeah. All right, he's based in Dubai and America. He's been making music for a while. Um, and yeah, he likes to blend the Middle Eastern roots in his music, uh, bl- like, yeah, blended, blending R&B and pop with the Middle Eastern roots. And also he got featured in a lot of uh, publications, um, I guess, Vogue, GQ, and also um, uh, Color Studio. I think one of the singles that caused most the attention where people really got introduced to his music was the single Moonlight. Um, it did a lot of streams, um, being featured in a lot of big playlists uh, in Apple and Spotify. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm really happy to have a conversation with him, get to know more about him, and uh, for you guys to also to get to know more about him. And um, yeah, but tell me, tell me what's up, bro. How you doing, first of all? Uh, how is it over there and um, in the other side in America? Uh, how's uh, how you yeah. been doing during COVID? Uh, tell us more. First, like, I uh, appreciate you for having me on the show. Um, uh, I'm doing well. I'm back here. I actually just came back to Dubai. Uh, okay. I was in the US, like I was studying there like the last few months. Uh, and I decided to come back because uh, just the situation over there was like, just not as good as it is over here in terms of COVID. So um, like, yeah, basically all I would do is go from, I don't know, like basically do what I would have done here, uh, there. So basically in the dorm rooms, Zoom, like that was it. So, um, that was pretty much my life for like the last four months, but like being back here definitely like it inspires me, it makes me I feel a lot more in my element, and like I, I'm just yeah I'm happy to be home. I I I man, um yeah man, as you said there wasn't much to be done. Everything is do- done through virtual and uh, remotely. So yeah, uh, yeah I feel you on that. So uh, yeah, tell me more about your music because when i do listen to music it's not the like to me like the way you rhyme and sing it it looks it sounds like r&b and i had that discussion with abu but at the same time it's not the typical r&b record that you know someone would listen so try to explain more to the listeners more about your music your style um uh, I also noticed that uh, you have a certain aesthetic whenever you direct your own shoots uh, when it comes where it was uh, Casablanca, uh, where it was uh, 
forgot the other singer. But yeah, there there there's a lot of songs, you know, that you know, there has a certain aesthetic. Yeah. Tell me like how did you decide to take that aesthetic, you know, um like be unique and yeah, just try to explain more. Yeah, so I mean first I can the topic of like what my sound is specifically. Honestly, um like at first I didn't really think I had one, like I just kind of made what I felt like. And then I noticed like I, I do like R and B a lot. I think it's one of my favorite genres. But when it comes to um my listening experience, like I've kind of like how people have combined trap with R and B. And then like on top of that, like how people could combine trap some sort of like cultural element, whether someone would do like Latin trap with R and B, like or um I don't know. Uh there's just like so many ways that you could go about it. And so I thought like, you know, it'd be really cool to try and like merge like the Arab sound with like R and B and trap at the same time. And I think like some of the like artists that I kind of I don't know, like they kind of gave me a bit of like an insight as to how to do this is like I've seen like Anfa Rose and like Coltrane and stuff like that. And these guys like uh one guy's like half Egyptian, one guy's full Moroccan and like they're really cool. I think like those guys kind of showed me that it could be done, but then I like I, I tried and do it in my own unique uh, unique way. Um yeah. and so like in terms of my aesthetic, like I just also saw like like I mean those guys like they're kind of like still kind of whitewashed in a way like they or like westernized they they don't really like exactly they haven't really lived in the Middle East they re- haven't really like experienced like mm-hmm. it firsthand they're just like that's just where they're from whereas for me like I have like you know like all my life I've practically spent here like I'm like I am Egyptian like so like as well so like I always go back home in the summers and so like. And like I was born in Saudi Arabia, like I just like I'm full Middle East, like that's my whole experience. And like, yeah. um, so it's so definitely like, it's like it's definitely like influenced my sound as well as like the, the visuals that you've seen. Like, I don't know, I just find like a lot of um, things when it comes to like Casablanca, when it comes to just general, like the Middle Eastern aesthetic, whether it like comes from Morocco or Egypt or wherever like I like uh I really like I like Arabian architecture I like Arabian arts I like all of that stuff and so like definitely like definitely inspired me in many ways um and just like trying to make stories out of like my music that kind of like depict what like people could go through I guess over here yeah, yeah, 100%. I do agree on that. You know, like, I feel like if you're being authentic and you have your own creative direction, rather, like, you, I mean, you, you can get influenced by other people, but at the same time, you still stay true to yourself, you know? And once you have that, like, you're going to, a lot of people are going to respect you. And, uh, yeah, they're going to also that will transition in them becoming your fan and, you know, supporting your music. Uh, so yeah, I definitely agree with you 100%. Um, yeah, I want to see like, um, obviously, yeah, like I've been, ta- ta- I tapped in into the, basically the Dubai music scene back in 2017. And that was uh, obviously thanks to Abu. Like I didn't know there was a scene that existed like uh, through, musicians over there um but um 
I just wanted to to, to take um, your opinion, you know, of uh, like how do you see it right now, like um, you know, compared to back in two thousand, you know, sixteen, seventeen, where there were not much of uh, opportunities being there. Um, brands were not collaborating with creatives. So, uh, how do you see it right now? Do you see, do you, do you see like there are there is a foundation, there is a sustainability in terms of uh you know there's like a linear increase of you know do you see um you know yeah. A hope? yeah i think like i see like there's definitely a lot more artists like popping up and actually like a lot of good artists you know as well um like for example like in daydream like i've collabed with uh Vinic, and like for me i find him super talented and, like uh like i don't know you guys should check him out definitely if you haven't already like um the guy like sounds like straight out of like some kind of western pop record or something um and then of course like the guys who have been here like for a while like i like respect all of them like uh sizer and all of them like have always been like like they're all really kind guys and i think the community here like those who make music relatively warm towards each other you know because there aren't that many of us but like of course like um you know uh no one's really like reached them the Santi level or like Subhi level or something that and like um, and like you know those guys I guess you know like at the top and those are the guys like I guess who are like what like what what things could be and you know but like I think it just takes takes time for like a scene to develop I think uh, I think that there are a lot of talented artists and um, I think like that with time like the scene will improve. I think as people be start to become like more authentic and figure out like what their sound is and stuff. But uh, definitely, there's a lot of artists that are, that are coming together now. Yeah, you're right. Definitely, one hundred percent. You know, I mean, and also yeah, shout out to Sophie, man. Like uh, another guy, you know, obviously he's very talented. Uh, I really like his uh, like the way he story. It does his storytelling with his visuals. They're so sick. And obviously, a shout out to Santi. We're still waiting on the album. Uh, I think he's dropping it in summer. So, yeah, shout out to these 12 gentlemen and also the other artists as well uh, who are, you know, trying to push it and also trying to unify and, you know. But, uh, yeah, also, so, what um, I was, I want uh, would you have anything to, to ask? Uh. I do have a question in terms of, uh, because it's clear from uh, Bayou's music that he's uh, quite authentic and he's very focused in implementing, like you spoke about your culture and your different upbringings and uh, integrating that into your music. So I was interested in terms of, uh, because I would think that would be a very refined kind of process with production. Uh, are you, very hands-on with your production or do you just strictly uh, stick to the songwriting aspect of things or are you kind of involved in all areas of the music making process? Uh, I mean, I would say it depends. Um, like, I definitely, like, for example, with a song like Casablanca, like, sometimes I'm lucky and the producers, like, kind of know what I want exactly and, they, like, my, my producers, like, are my friends and, like, they just managed to, like, make something great from scratch but a lot of the times like it takes me like like with Casablanca I found the sample and then like I told them like we should chop it like this like 
I work with my friend, his name is Joshua Medford, and um, his Instagram is Joshua Jedford. And like, bro, he's, he's insane. Like the guy can practically make anything. Um, and so, yeah, like well, we sampled the Fairuz track and then like we also looked like at so many different other tracks. Like, uh, like I, I, I love like going through like old Arabic music. One to like get inspiration and two like to see if we could sample stuff because like there's some certain sounds that like we wouldn't be able to, if you want to have that authenticity, like you need to try and, you know, get those sounds, get those melodies that like, I don't know, I don't think that you can find like just through playing through different instruments, like, you know, there are different scales, like the Arabian scales. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I am quite involved when it comes to the production process and like, I just wanted my beats, I guess, to be like more tailor-made to, to what I want. If it's not like the melody, then I want it to like be tailor-made to the key that I like to sing in, you know, like it just, I want to make sure that the beat fits perfectly for me or else I, I don't really continue. I lose like uh, motivation because there's just so many beats to choose from, you know? Yeah, that's understandable. That's definitely understandable. And me and Hamdan have actually had a few conversations about uh, the, I'd say the lack of the lack of uh, the use of the Arabic sound in the scene, because at the end of the day, we are in a in a in a Arabic speaking country. So, the, I also feel the more because it, it is difficult uh, if you're an artist uh, trying to make it or trying to achieve your goals in the region. It's very easy to decide to just. Uh, go with the popular sound or go with the western westernized sound because that's that's what's in the market that's what uh most people would uh you know engage with but i think it takes it takes people like you to actually build the authentic scene for people to be motivated to actually see like hey i can actually use my culture my traditions and my sound uh without having to chase a sound or whatever and the more the more uh, success people like you bring, I think the more it will motivate and encourage other people to kind of uh, remove that barrier that they see so daunting for the time being. So I think that's really dope. Appreciate that. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, like it, it makes sense. Like uh, the people would like naturally stray from it at first. Like they might think like, oh, like I want to listen to this. No one like what? But for me, like what I noticed. In general, like, I mean, you guys know, like, with Afrobeats, like, it was just, like, people combining pop and, like, Afro, like, like different, like, with, like, you know, just African music and brought it together, and now it's suddenly a hit. Like, it's fusion, like, and normally when, like, we fuse different things together, like, just, like, even with drill music, for example, like, that's basically Afro swing with, like, trap, like, combined together, and you got drill. And so, like just like combining like two different genres, like the combination of different things, like they always, that's what like leads to, you know, people, it just turns out to be hit all the time. And like, it doesn't matter what era you're in, like always, people will always find a way to like combine different things. And I think that's how like, that's what keeps music fresh, that keeps music going. And like, um, and I think that's like one of the best parts of music that you can, you can take two different things and put it together. And then all of a sudden, it's, something and then like at least for me when it comes to like what like kind of should gave me the light to see that like i can make 
I can put that Arabic sound is that when I did put out Moonlight, like I know that the sound of Moonlight is not necessarily so like, um, it's more like R&B, dancehall or whatever. Like, I don't know, that's what I think it's more sounds like. But like when I put the cover out and I put like that belly dancer and like Samia Gamal, like that's the, the, the belly dancer. Um, like people like reacted to it so nice. People loved it. And like, they, like even though the song was like an R&B dancehall song, everyone like imagined that everyone envisioned the song as being like, this kind of oriental, like, uh, you know, belly dancer song, whatever, where like, there's a belly dancer dancing in the moonlight or whatever. And so like, that's what I had envisioned when I made the song in the first place. So it's nice to see that, you know, like, that's what like showed me like, okay, there is like a, there is a want for this. There is like a, a need for something like this. Yeah, I think it was on the prey, but yeah, definitely, man. I, do, I totally agree with every word you have said. And also, I do agree with Abu as well. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you a question. So, um, so obviously, COVID came. Did you have plans uh, before COVID when it comes to, when it did come to dropping music or, uh, or events, uh, like, people booked you up and like you were highly anticipated you know you know obviously meeting your fans and performing you know um showcasing them your upcoming records like um did you had that in plan or and how did it did it reflect on you like when covid came because i know there was a lot of artists that quite struggle you know um uh, you know financially um you know, also in terms of mental health as well. Um, yeah, people going through a lot of shit, man. People go going through a lot of shit. So how that did it reflect on you? Yeah, I mean, COVID was definitely difficult for everyone, like in their own respective ways. And COVID changed me, like, uh, in other aspects of my life, but not necessarily in the music. I think, like, it actually, it actually bettered me. Like, I mean, like, I... Like like you guys said, like Moonlight was the first song and that like that I put out like that like you know gained like traction and that was like January 2020. And like two months later the pandemic happened. And so like basically like um for me like actually the pandemic offered me the opportunity to get like a lot better at music and like to improve and like because I had no noticed like I have such a passion for it. Like I love it so much. And like um and so going back like I definitely think like the pandemic helped me in like just refining my like my craft and just becoming better at it like in general and just exploring so many sounds like there's so much like I, I've tried synth pop I've tried like hip-hop I've tried R&B like I've tried like different types of R&B like it just it, and just being able to listen to all kinds of music and I think like it's like I think for an artist like for them to just kind of be locked up and just to to work on their craft all day long and what I think that's like almost like a dream come true to be honest you don't have any ex like external like worries except like just trying to make your music so yeah like I don't know for me like I just I think that the pandemic helped me in that sense but in other ways like in other aspects of my life it definitely hurt me a lot um mental health wise as well like yeah definitely it was a lot it was pretty challenging not necessarily because like I miss like the outside world but just like inability to do so many things and to like just in life this was yeah. challenging 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%
like for me like i came across like i came across to you honestly not, like not through music because oh, i saw you one, uh being there in one of the campaigns like oh it was i think uh the splash one for their autumn one so because yeah. Because uh, also us, like we do handle their, uh, their their social as well. So that's where I came across to you. And when I checked your profile and I was like, man, this guy is also a singer. Like, mashallah, like he does also like he's been featured like as a like, like let's say as an influencer, as a model and sort of in in every big publication that we could name here in the Middle East, mashallah. And mm-hmm. then like. When I listen to music, like, mashallah, like, I was like, bro, how the hell like, I, didn't, I didn't come across his music, you know, because I see, I see, I see the talent on you. I definitely see the potential. Uh, the, the streams that are speaking to itself, you know, like, uh, like mashallah, you're doing a lot of numbers independently. Uh, you just, I think, no problem. Just like, you're letting the music speak to itself connect and uh, yeah man like um, imagine if you did promo it just like you know just a campaign like how how the result would be it definitely is gonna I'm sure it's gonna be really 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 big um, I just want uh, who are one of the artists like some of the artists that you're looking to collaborate if there was a shot uh, here in uh, I won't say like uh, I'll and with the West Western, let's say in the Middle East, like who are um, some of the artists that I mean you had a conversation with or um, you're looking to work with them in the future. Um, there is any names or any ones in your mind? First of all, thank you like for the kind words. I appreciate that. I appreciate the, you like keeping an eye and thinking that like I have potential like really means a lot. Um, but um, yeah, like when it comes to the artists that like I like, I think that I would like to work with. It would just be interesting to work with Subhi or at least to understand like what he, how he is going about it. Because like Mashallah, he's he's also like really built a name for himself and just really under like I feel like he's very deliberate with what he does. And so like I, I think it would be cool to work with him at some point. I'd reached out to him once, but then I think he said he was like making an album or something. And I I don't I also just wasn't. Like I guess as reputable back then, I guess. But um, like I don't know. There's them. I would love to work with Santi. Like I would love. Like I for me, I just I want to work with the best. And like of course, anyone who's talented, I work with them too. Like I work with Vinik. Like I've worked with Sizer. Like um, I've worked with Iman. What about Bree Cairo? Sorry to cut you. What about uh Bree Cairo? Have you heard of him? Yeah, I've heard Bri- him. I've heard. Yeah. I've heard no, he's also got a really interesting sound. Um, I think it's, I think it's also quite interesting, and like I, I can see like the similarities between uh, my music and his, and I think like it would fit as well pretty well. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm honestly open. I'm open to like to work with with anyone where like if like the, you know relationship is like a nice like mutual fun one, like that's like how the music is gonna turn out to be good. Like with me and Vinny. Like I legit had just met him. Like I was like, yo, I, I like your music a lot. You like my music, and then easy, and then that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have a question. I mean, you can keep it brief because it might be a, a could be a quite detailed. Uh, I don't know how much time we have left, but how did you get into music to begin with? 
Okay. okay, yeah, I can I can uh, summarize this like quite fast. Um, but basically, um, like like actually, most of my life I was uh, playing football. Like that was really like my main thing. I was trying to like go pro, and then on top of that, like I ended up playing D one in America. Like that's what I was doing. But like um, so like but ever since a young age, like since like elementary, like. I've loved music a lot. Like my, I had like this like teacher who like taught me music and stuff like that. Like like my regular teacher just used to come to class with a guitar, and so like uh, yeah, from then I really enjoyed it and I really loved it. And like I always wrote no matter what, and I just catch myself singing in my room and just writing, writing, writing songs, writing songs. And then like one day, like I just started recording with my headphones on GarageBand. Like oh, this is a lot of fun. And after that, like, I'd been making songs on my headphones for a while. I put out one on SoundCloud at school and everyone, like, went mad. And then after that, like, I had a friend who, like, got me a mic and, after, like, the rest is history, I guess. I just enjoyed it a lot. Then I had a real shift, the real turn that made me, like, really want to pursue it, I guess, or, like, like become a lot more engaged with this when I tore my ACL. And I was like, okay, like, I can't walk. I can't do anything. What am I gonna do now? And like music kind of offered me like I, I don't know where I'd be with music right now. I'd be extremely like I'd be in a different place because it like offered offered me like a safe haven when when I couldn't walk, when I couldn't do anything. Like all I did was make music and I don't know, like I, I'm like really, really grateful for it. And I'm really grateful that people enjoy my work and enjoy my art. And like at the end of the day, it's it's art. And like when it starts to become too I guess uh, promotional or what you know what I mean or sorry like just like becomes too much of a business then I don't think I would enjoy it as much but like I would love for it to, to just for more people to appreciate it and just to touch as many people as possible that's really the the end goal that like as many people as possible enjoy my work and that like I I had a positive impact on like the culture as well as like you know the people around me through my music. Yeah, that's a so that's a great story. I can definitely relate on the <laughs> on the ACL thing, where that can that can that can definitely make you re refocus and focus on other things because you have no other choice. Uh, but uh, that's an amazing story. Uh, just a just a just a question. Ahli or Zamalik though? Ahli. Are you on the same page there? Nah. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm Zamalik from my side, man. I'm Zamalik all day, actually. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, how do I say it? Like, I didn't know much about the Egyptian league. My neighbor was uh, actually an Egyptian guy and and all his family were supporting Zamalik. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to support Zamalik with him. But uh, since the day one, uh, I think at that time I was uh, 11 years old, you know, because obviously Egyptians are, you know, are quite uh, intense when it comes to football, especially Ahli Zamalik. They they beef which you know uh, during the, the before the match day, you know. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, Zamalik, man, Zamalik, Zamalik for sure, one hundred percent. Also, Bayo, I just wanted to ask a question. So, um, I just wanted to get your reflection on the Egyptian scene. You know, what do you think of it? Obviously. Uh, 2020 and 2019, no, no, yeah, 2020 and 2021 was a big year for the Egyptian music, you know, um, 
We got we got people like Wiggs. Uh, we got people like Pablo. We got we got artists like Marwan Musa. Um, Abusive obviously been doing it uh, for 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 a while. Uh, we've seen also upcoming rappers, upcoming artists. Uh, um, you know, uh, came came from retirement like uh, Legacy. I don't know if you know the gentleman. Uh, he makes like similar to type of music that you make. You know, not uh, essentially. You know. A copycat like you, but you know it has the same, uh, you know, similar aesthetic. So, uh, what do you what do you think, man? What do you think? Like, uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it picked up my interest lately, and uh, we are, like um, Abu was there uh, for the past four months. You know, I'm sure that uh, he could uh, actually he has more experience than I am. You know, since he was there and he connected with the creators of it. What do you think of it, bro? I think it's awesome. Like I think like more especially like Marwan Fogel and Marwan Musa are like really, really like talented. And like I know like who works like the producer of Marwan Pablo is this guy named Jean Bleu, his name is Hadi. And like he's also like amazing. He's doing things with like he just had placements with like uh forgot the name of the artist, but like he's been having like placements with like large like record labels and stuff like that, like abroad. And like uh it's just nice to see that like you know, like these people, like I saw in terms of Marwan Pablo, like the numbers that he's getting is like, mashallah, amazing as well. And I think the music is, speaks, it's really good as well. Like I think, like I love how like, they like created trap but with like with the tabla drums, like the don't tuck drums and stuff like that. And like, I think that's, that's awesome. I want to say at the end of the day, like, uh, and I, I, yeah, I only expect like, the scene to grow more and for like these people to have more success. Like I only wish them more success, and uh, yeah, honestly, like it's great. But what about you? Since obviously you're an Egyptian, you know, um, you're fully Egyptian, or you got the I'm fully Egyptian. Fully Egyptian. But I mean, uh, if the scene is popping over there, would it make sense for you to move there, focus, you know, your energy there, connect, uh, build a fan base there, <laughs> since. Uh, uh, with Dubai, it will probably take some time, you know, uh, for for it to grow. Because uh, with Dubai, because with UAE it, itself, you know, uh, it's obviously Egypt has uh, about a billion, you know, uh, the population there is like one 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 billion people, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, like you know, over there they speak the same language, they have the same culture, they have, you know, you know like the community there is strong you know it's easy to build a community over there obviously when 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 there's other people share the same interest as as you do while over here especially uae we're talking about um different communities different sub communities and it's very hard to to connect the dots you know it's very hard and it will probably take some time you know like uh, and usually, uh, people over here they always catch the trend. So if some if uh, if the music is trending over there, then they more likely are gonna listen to it over here, um, and maybe grab the attention. So yeah, would it make sense for you to move Egypt and you know focus? Uh, I mean, focus. I, I don't yeah. necessarily know about moving there, but like. Definitely, like spending more time there um, could help me, you know, just getting to know people and 
understanding like the industry there and like how things are because there definitely is a lot going on there and like just like from my Egyptian friends and like uh, the people that I've like the people like the Egyptians who have reacted to my music like I can see how supportive they are and like how like they really get behind people and like it's really really like heartwarming and inspiring that they, you know like people really do like uh, have like a lot of love for artists and musicians over there but at the end of the day like I think like you can honestly do it from anywhere like I just like TikTok has gotten me so much like more of a following like just by using a couple of hashtags I can you know reach people and like pretty much everywhere but like I can also target people like you know what I mean like I can target like people in like Egypt, uh, North Africa, like MENA region, like just with a couple of hashtags and they, it gets like, to the right people. But like, it's crazy, like, you know, how like someone's for you page could be so tailor made to them. And so when normally when I end up on someone's for you page, then like it's like because they are like Arab or they have like an interest in this sort of music. And so I don't think necessarily that a place like is going to like dictate like necessarily in any aspect of my life, like um, what like my success will be or like, I definitely do agree that like, you know, like who you know in the industry is going to like make a big difference. But like, I, I like for me, I like my aspirations and music are, are larger than just the, the MENA region and stuff. And of course, like you got to start with some from somewhere and I want to help like build the scene. But like, I don't know, like if I could uh, kind of give you a, a bit of this kind of an example, it's either to be like, the Muhammad Salah of like music or something like that, basically. Or like, I don't know, like how Burna Boy like has just like, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, everyone knows Burna Boy. Uh, even though like everyone knows that he came up from Nigeria, came out of Lagos and what. So like, I, I, like, that's kind of what I aspire for my music to be. And that's why like, I also don't limit my music to just the Arabic sound. Neither do I even limit it to just Egypt. Like I'll mm. do I'll do other ones and I, I think of more stories to come up with because I like I like I love all of the Middle East and I want all of my music to kind of just be a nice little blanket that wraps over it and at the same time remain like pop and remain or R&B or whatever like the Western genre like is because I want it to I want it to be for everyone not just for certain subcategories. And that that essentially is what music is because music is universal at least to me so. It, it does make sense that, uh, you know, a place doesn't really impact your decision-making as much. You kind of just rely on the music to spread itself uh, naturally. And uh, as a music uh, fan, I think that's very authentic and that's, that's, a, that's a good way to think about uh, going about your work. Appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree, man. Especially even with the Twitter example that you, uh, sorry, the TikTok example that you mentioned, like a summon in German, like, like you know, this guy. I don't know if you know about him, but for example, that like you know, somebody used his loop and literally, you know, just made it slow down and it was trending. Now the music, you know, it has like around sixty million views on YouTube. And yeah, like recently he been uh, signed to Universal, uh, a new label being created by Sal, which is um, the weekend's manager and French Montana. And yeah, like they supported him. Um, and yeah, man, like um, 
yeah, it's another huge success of uh, of uh, Mino artists, you know. So um, yeah, one hundred percent. But uh, what I meant is just like you know, obviously when you have a core fan base and a place that people know more about you, that's that's what essentially you're gonna get the support from. Like they're gonna be pulling out to your shows. Uh, maybe they could support you financially. You know, that's what I meant. But I definitely, obviously, agree with everything you have said. Um, I wanted to ask you. So, what is the goal for you, like in 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 um, in like in the next uh, five years or in the next two years? Like, are you uh, planning to um, stay independent, or are you looking for more? Uh, um, you know, like you know, getting at least uh, signed to a label where they could. Uh, support you financially production wise uh, open to you more op- opportunities or what exactly because obviously right now uh, as you know mina market is uh, is a niche is a niche market and uh, there have been a lot of labels that uh, are trying to tap into that market we have seen um, empire for example open a sub label uh, called M- empire wana being handled by our good friend Sohail Nafar, from, who used to work at, the, he used to be the global lead of Spotify, Arab Music and Culture. Um, now we see in uh, Universal Arabia, uh, handled by Sal and Masari. Obviously, you got Warner Music Middle East, you know, also they're doing their thing. So, what is the goal for you, uh, by, by you, bro? What is the goal? I mean, definitely when you talk about Sal and talk about Masari, talk about Suhail. And like, these are guys I definitely would love to work with, like in one way or another, like I've reached out to them. I haven't really had much luck yet, but like, um, like, yeah, I would love to work with them and just get, pick their brains and understand like their expertise. Cause um, like definitely at the end of the day, like these guys kind of understand how things move and how things work. Um, and just to understand what like, they, where they think I am, you know what I mean? Like as, as those people, like those people with, with the genuine knowledge about like what's going on, I would love to like be in touch with him in some way, one way or another. But um, mm-hmm. I, I'm in terms of independent or like signing to a label, um, it would all really depend on the terms, you know what I mean? And like naturally, I want to make music like when I want and with like what I'm feeling. And of course, like you know, uh, you have like your resources, like it would be great if, you know, you had more resources and what, but I think like naturally, like nowadays, like it isn't necessarily necessary to, to have a label. I mean, like you can see with people like Brent Fires and, you know, other large artists these days that like are really, really making a name for themselves on their own. I mean, I would like really, I would say like in terms of having a label, like it would make sense if like I wasn't already a made figure, you get me? Uh, if I had done all the work on my own and like pushed myself to that extent already, then I don't know, maybe it wouldn't, it wouldn't be as necessary to have their help, you know? It would just be them clicking a button to like distribute my music or something. But um, I, I definitely if like someone came and helped me like around this stage and really like nurtured me and like really pushed me, like that would be like super, super, super helpful. But um. In terms of for like, now, we're, yeah. For now, we're just gonna stay independent unless we get something really, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, bro, like, what the only hard part when it comes to the music itself is just the promotion aspect. And I'm sure to you, for you, it'll, it's also an overwhelming uh, task, you know, where you, you know, you gotta basically reach out to everyone, you know, tell them, like, hey, share my music, you know, make sure you, you know, enjoy it. Also promoting it through socials and TikTok, doing all these campaigns. I'm sure it's a very an, an overwhelming process for you, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it depends, bro. It depends. Uh, like cause some of these labels, man, they they be telling you we're gonna be doing this, doing that, and especially with the promo aspect, and uh, and you you get to. Uh, see that it's this it's you could do it by yourself you know it's not that you know geeky or hard you know like uh hard to do it you know um but yeah because i know a lot of artists that work with you know labels over here um obviously international i'm not gonna mention names you know uh out of respect but yeah man yeah but uh they've been taking a huge percentage uh, like 40% 40% out of royalties and literally they've been they not be making anything you know and uh and and yeah who else who tells you like the street like you could make a lot of money from streams uh, that's absolutely cap you know like for yeah. for a person yeah for a person to just to generate $10,000 you have to be making around 10 million streams you know uh, overall, you know, just to make that money, you know, uh, and I get it from the label standpoint, point, obviously, you know, but it, that, that would make sense if they are putting investment, like actual, uh, like liquidity on you. But if it's just only a task that you could do that by yourself and, uh, you could fund it and, uh, by yourself and obviously the return of investment won't be as big as you invested but obviously you will be building that you know that brand image of yours you know which uh, i think is good uh, uh considering it long term wise not short term wise yeah, yeah. I mean, or were you gonna say something no no i wasn't i wasn't no you were you i think you had you wanted to chime in yeah i mean like for me personally like uh with like the growth that I've had so far, which I'm really grateful for, alhamdulillah, like I would have never expected this, bro. Yeah, and it's organic, bro, and it's organic. I mean, no, it is organic, but like, I also like in the beginning, I'd save money, like I would save money for mixing and I would save money for like, um, for like some small promotion. But like now I've gotten to the point like where, like my royalties kind of fuel my promotion and fuel my mixing and mastering. For me, that was like a goal for me, like for the longest time, for my music to be like sustainable, I guess, on its own, that it can pay for itself. And so like I didn't have to like keep saving money because like, you know, mixing is expensive and like so is like promotion in general if you want it to be effective. Like before I would do like lots of playlisting, um, lots of, I don't know, I would reach out to people, with the Instagram ads, etc. But like nowadays, like uh, I I spend like half of what I used to spend, and and I also like make a lot more. And like for example, with like my latest track, King of Cairo, like it's been doing so well organically. I haven't even 
put anything on it. I just let it be. And like, it's already like on across all platforms, I think around 20, 30,000. So Alhamdulillah, like. MashaAllah, bro. Alhamdulillah, bro. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, 100%. Yes, uh, would you have anything to say as well? Uh, no, just a fun question. What's one venue uh, that you would love to perform in one day? Oh, I mean, when you say venue, you mean also just like yeah, it could be it could be a venue, it could be a festival. I mean, yeah, yeah. a venue it would like, be hard. Let's say a festival, a music venue. festival that you have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want less. to perform at Coachella one day and have like an insane set or something like that? You know what I mean? Like, who wouldn't want to like be on one of those like I don't know like Jimmy Fallon and stuff like that? Like be on TV like that. I think those things would be really, really cool because when I see like those artists that I used to listen to three, four years ago and when no one knew about them and like nowadays like they're just, they're there, they're on TV or they're in Coachella and they're like headlining and like, I think that's like amazing and I think that's something that I would love to do myself like one day. I honestly haven't had that much experience performing, like I would definitely need to improve a lot. Like I, uh, I think I performed once, like, like it was like three years ago. Two years ago, and like two uh, years ago, um, when when where was that? The Astro Cup. Yeah, I was there actually. Uh, I I only just remembered that you were performing like literally just before this call. I was like, yeah. wait, yeah, yeah. That was the one and only time I performed, and like uh, it was a lot of fun. And like I wasn't even that good back then, so like it, it was a lot of fun. And I think like now, like people will definitely come, and like I have like songs that people would actually like love to sing, and like I, that, I feel like that would be just a lot of fun in general. At the end of the day, yeah, like, um, yeah, for me, music isn't really about like the money. Like, it's more like it's the art, of course. Like, there's the money aspect of it. At least, like, I just want it to pay for itself. I want it to like. To be like just like I want the the like the amount of like work that I put in to be justified, you know what I mean? I want like people to receive it, and naturally like money will help. But like at the end of the day, like I love it, like it's just like my passion, like and I really want it. To, of course, I'd love for it to be like my life, but like you know, things take time, and like inshallah, like you know, more people listen, more people enjoy, and like I'm not rushed. If it happens. It happens doesn't happen like you know, that's what god's plan and so i'm like i just i'm just like happy that people like you guys have reached out to me and like are giving me a chance to kind of like explain myself like it really is i really appreciate that yeah, yeah. i mean i mean from my side by you like um uh, like i definitely got you like uh I, I, like obviously you're you're a talent and uh i'll like i'll try to support you as, as any shape or way or form uh, but yeah, like uh, yeah, if there is any any gigs uh, or, or sort of that, like I'll definitely recommend you. I did. I mean, we did one of our own just to support the guys. It was in Abu Dhabi, and uh, we got um, we got Seki, we got one Technandos. Um, I think you know about him. Um, Chef Codes and uh, Young Gabby as well. Uh, to perform to, and uh, yeah, a lot of people pulled up and showed love and uh, so yeah, definitely, man, definitely, I'll definitely, inshallah, like when things are, you know, loosen up a bit, we'll definitely, you know, I'll definitely 
I'll try to get you 100%. Uh, and yeah, regards Coachella, bro, like, I fit, to me, like, because I asked someone, you know, like, who performed, like, who has been there, you know, I, with Coachella, it's actually, it's not difficult to be there. Uh, it's just like, um, you know, because they have uh, certain themes and genres of music that they get. So if you go check their, uh, what are you saying, their lineup, sometimes you find these artists that are within your niche, you know? You know, so it's either you need to uh, reach that, reach one of the producers. Like, I think you need to do a little homework by doing, going through LinkedIn um, and just emailing them or reaching out to them through Instagram or um, maybe someone, a, a booking agent uh, that, you know, um, over there in U.S. and uh, who's, you know, verified and certified and uh He's just gonna take a small percentage from his side, uh, from from your booking, and um, yeah, that's how you get there. But yeah, man, you know, inshallah. I mean, I'm 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 here in Dubai. Abu Abu is in Dubai. We'll we'll definitely catch up after after this uh, after this call. 100% get to know more and uh, see uh, see if there is any synergies. Obviously, I'm sure there are. Uh, but yeah, man, we're glad to have you uh, joining us uh, for, for today's episode. And uh, yeah, we're looking at, inshallah, we'll catch up soon, inshallah. And uh, yeah, man, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for doing this. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, 100%. Okay. And yeah, that was the, that was the wrap up for today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, be sure to check out Boyu's socials, uh, also his music uh, on Spotify and Apple. He got um, a new song that he, you know, he released a couple of weeks ago called King of Cairo. Beautiful song. Check it out. I'm, sh- I'm sure he's going to drop the visuals soon as well for that. And yeah, uh, be sure to follow our socials. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>